Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever you are, whatever you're up to. These couple days after Christmas, hope y'all had a wonderful Christmas. We're going to take one of our little walks down the road. A little different place today. Took a little trip and up in the mountains, but managed to find a dirt road to walk down again. And uh, my father is going to walk along beside me, so you may hear him every once in a while. As always, folks, I just want to take a second to tell y'all, those of y'all that join me each day, thank you. I know that your time is precious. And for those of y'all who continue to help share the podcast and help it to grow, I'm incredibly grateful and humble by that, folks. Y'all, uh, it really is pretty amazing. And hopefully it, it gives y'all a little bit of encouragement and confidence. And hopefully it shines a light in the dark a little bit for our country. So <clears throat> I didn't have a whole lot of a plan after Christmas until the new year. So for the next couple of days, we're just going to kind of jump around a little bit. And I think what I would like to do is I would like to start with some quotes from President Truman. I certainly don't agree with everything that Truman did. As I've said on this podcast before, you're never going to agree with everybody 100% of the time. I'm sure you all have figured that out with me already. But I do agree with him at least in his sentiment and ideology on a lot of different things. One of my favorite quotes, and I wasn't going to read this one tonight, but there's a, there's a phenomenal biography on President Truman by David McCullough, if you're a reader or listen to audiobooks, uh, that I can't recommend too highly. It's a tomb, though, folks, so if you're going to dig into it, be prepared for a a little bit of a haul. It's, I want to say, in the neighborhood of a thousand pages, give or take, maybe a little less. At any rate, one of the comments that I read that stuck with me for years was a reporter came to interview Truman after his presidency when he was back home. And the reporter was, as many reporters were, impressed with Truman's level-headedness, his uh, humility really more so than level-headedness. And this reporter asked him, said, how, you know, you were president of the entire free world, basically. You, you led the free world through the end of World War II, you and Churchill and whoever. And how did you stay so humble? And Truman kind of paused for a second and then looked at the reporter and said, well, I always tried to remember where I came from and where I was going to have to go back to eventually. And, and that kept my head. He said something along the lines of kept my head in line or something like that. At any rate, I always thought that was great, but we'll go ahead and go through a couple of these quotes as we walk up this hill. So if you don't know, most of y'all do probably Harry Truman, 33rd president, um, and he talked often of God and scriptures. One line out of his inaugural address in January the 20th, 1949, 
With God's help, the future of mankind will be assured in a world of justice, harmony, and peace. In his first address to Congress, he declared, At this moment, I have in my heart a prayer. As I have assumed my heavy duties, I humbly pray to Almighty God in the words of King Solomon. Give, therefore, thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this, thy great, thy so great a people? I ask only to be a good and faithful servant of my Lord and my people. And I think that's, whew, folks, I wish y'all could see what I'm seeing right now. We've gone up into the, some small mountains and the view is just impressive. Got a little lake below us. Some lights strung out on the sides. We're in a little chapel up on a hill. Piney woods all around. Really pretty impressive, folks. At any rate, we need leaders like this, folks. We've talked about it on this podcast often. You know, traditionally, our leaders, even if they differed in a lot of other areas, as President Coolidge said, who we've quoted a couple times here, they had a core set of values, our leaders did, both sides really, you know, as much as there's always been two sides politically in the country. And and those core values kept us united, even when we really disagreed on specific issues. And the problem today is we don't have that anymore. You have two sets of people, and it's the people, folks, really, our neighbors, friends, family. It's the people who are more problematic than the leaders. You know, you want to get all up in arms about leaders that are making really evil decisions like Biden and Pelosi and Schumer and AOC and and people that support things like murdering babies and, and support sexual deviancy of every kind support the destruction of the family and marriage and home. But those people wouldn't be in a position to execute those decisions if they weren't put there by our fellow citizens. And that's a really hard truth, folks, but it's something we really need to focus on. And and I've said before, I think we've got a fight coming in, but the ballot box, folks, we've got to fix this at our level before we can expect to fix it at the ballot box. At any rate, I got off there a little bit. Uh, This was in a letter. (laughs) I I stumbled across this one just a few nights ago, folks. So I learned just as y'all are learning, trust me, um, probably more than some of y'all even, because y'all know some of this. This was a letter to Pope Pius XII in 1947. And President Truman wrote of America, this is a Christian nation. And folks, we can add that to Woodrow Wilson's quote, and I guarantee you I will use it again and again, because Wilson said, America was born a Christian nation, and Truman now, 20 plus years later, again reiterates, 
America is a Christian nation. And that's that's the bottom line, folks. That's the divide today. It's not left and right. It's not Biden or Trump. It's not any of these other things that people that the media and, and the politicians try and make it about, especially on the left. The divide is between those people that acknowledge and hold dear to our founding principles and those who don't. And those founding principles are based on Jesus Christ. And if you don't acknowledge that America is a Christian nation, was born that way and can only survive that way, then you really disavow America. You, you can't. It's like that quote we used from the kids book at the turn of the 20th, 19th, the 20th century. If you don't support a country's ideals, you can't claim to support that country. It just doesn't work that way. It's impossible to do. All right, so we'll keep going here. I think we've got time to read through a few more. Um, in his second inaugural address, Truman declared, we believe that all men are created equal because they're created in the image of God. Lord, he'd be run out of town today, folks. And that's just that's such a simple, fundamental thing. It's in our Declaration of Independence. All men are created equal, created by God. You cannot have America and God given rights if you don't have have God in Jesus Christ. It just it just doesn't work, folks. In 1950, President Truman again stated, but all of us at home, at war, wherever we may be, are within the reach of God's love and power. We all can pray. We all should pray. We should ask the fulfillment of God's will. We should ask for courage, wisdom, for the quietness of soul which comes alone to them who place their lives in his hands. <laughs> Folks, if you can't hear that quote, from 70 years ago by President Truman and not see how far we have fallen as a people. You're missing the picture. He's not ambiguous at all, folks. He's specifically encouraging Americans to pray, telling us we should pray and that we should seek God's will, that we should ask for him to give us courage and wisdom and for that peace that only those people who put their lives into his hands can experience. And if, if you haven't, folks, I don't, I don't go this direction probably as often as I should, but as, folks, the only hope that I have in this life and the next is Jesus Christ. That's it. There's no way I can earn my way anywhere. If you haven't made that decision or thought about it, I urge you strongly to consider that. Uh, for yourselves individually, first of all, foremost. For your spouse, if you're married. For your children, if you have them. For your community. And yes, for your nation. Because if we don't turn back to God and become a God-fearing people, if we don't become that moral and religious people that President Adams talked about, if we don't turn back to the Bible as the anchor of our liberties like President Grant talked about, then we're lost, folks. We're absolutely lost, and we are lost right now. The question is whether we're going to find our way out. 
and how much pain it's going to cost before we do. We'll do one or two more, folks, and then I'll, uh, I'll leave you all alone. He commented on peace. Peace is the goal of my life, President Truman said. I'd rather have lasting peace in the world than be president. I wish for peace. I work for peace. And I pray for peace continually. You know, we have a lot of people today, folks, that talk about unity, uh, which if you're going to have unity, you've got to have peace, right? And they claim to want unity, but they really don't. They don't want unity. What they want is they want to do what they want to do, and they want everybody else to go along with it. And the really are the, the, the tragic part is they want to do what they know is wrong deep down. And then they want everybody else to approve of it. That's not unity, and that doesn't lead to peace, folks. When we reject those fundamental, foundational principles, the teachings of Christ that founded our country, Peace becomes impossible internally. We're always going to have external strife, folks, and we're going to have internal strife, just like you do in a marriage, just like you do in a friendship. But there's different levels. You know, it goes back to the quote by Coolidge again. If we don't have that core set, that that solid just handful of core values, which all rest on Jesus Christ's teachings, then we've got nothing. We can't survive as a people. Read one more, folks, and then I'm going to leave you all with it basis of this nation's laws was given to Moses on the mount. The fundamental basis of our Bill of Rights comes from the teachings we get from Exodus and St. Matthew, from Isaiah and St. Paul. I don't think we emphasize that enough these days. If we don't have a proper fundamental moral background, we will finally end up with a totalitarian government which does not believe in rights for anybody except the state. <laughs> Folks, if you don't see that today in the political environment that we've got, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that you're just not paying attention. And we have taken God and the Bible out of education. We've taken it out of our homes. We've taken it out of our institutions. We've taken it out of our public policy. And this is what we can expect, more and more tyranny and oppression. We are being drugged, folks, straight down the road that Nazi Germany went, that Stalinist Russia went, that Maoist China and the Cultural Revolution in the 60s went. You can look and you see every time the, the oppression, how it started. And we, when we reject God, you know, people, a lot of people, especially on the conservative side, they want to talk about the Second Amendment, how great the Second Amendment. That's wonderful, folks, and that's a true statement. But the Second Amendment is nothing without the First Amendment. If you don't have a God-fearing people, you can. the Nazis had a lot of guns. They didn't use them very well. We can have all the guns and ammunition we want in the entire world, folks, but if we don't follow the teachings of Christ, we will become more tyrannical, more oppressive, more evil than any other nation in the history of the world, because just as great as we have been, we will fall just as low. And that's what we're doing right now. You see it playing out in front of your face. We've got to get back to the Bible, folks, and culture and education first. I always say that. And then we've got to start to vote for people. We've got to teach our children, just like Truman, he just said, 
We don't talk about this enough today that all of our foundation, you know, if, if you're not familiar. So when he listed Exodus and Isaiah, those are books out of the Bible, out of the Old Testament. We talked about St. Paul, right? That's in the New Testament. He's talking about the Bible as a whole. And we've got to get back to that, folks. Have to, have to. It's the only hope that we have. So I'm going to leave you all with that, folks. If you stuck with me this long, you may have noticed that my recording is a little different. My voice is still a little bit <clears throat> froggy, but also I'm trying uh, some new recording instruments, and we're going to see how it goes. I'm not sure that I'm a big fan, but uh, if you all have feedback, I'm sure you will give it to me. As always, you all remember that, that you have the ability, whatever your sphere is, folks, whether you are a CEO or a doctor or lawyer or plumber or electrician or garbage man or, or stay-at-home mom with no kids or one kids or seven kids, whatever teacher, whatever it is that you do, folks, you have a sphere of influence where you can light a little candle and, and push the darkness back just a little bit. You have influence. You have that power. And we have got to start to use it. God bless you all. God bless America. We will talk to you all again real soon. Looking forward to it.